Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... Your next storyteller has done this show a few times. He is the host of a podcast called Dork Trek. Give it up for Ben McCormick! Okay, so to start with, I just want to say that when I originally signed up for this story, I didn't know that it was going to be Easter Sunday. So if the story is offensive in any way, I apologize in advance. But because of the nature of the story, it's going to be ironically appropriate or wildly inappropriate. So when I grew up, I didn't grow up in an observant Jewish home. I grew up uh, with my grandmother, who was a very evangelical Christian woman in the backwoods of Alabama. One of the things that her church did on Easter, uh, here's the appropriate part, was that they would wake up at the ass crack of dawn, go out to the graveyard behind the church, and then have uh, what's called a sunrise service. Some people might be familiar with that, maybe not. Um, But in any event, they would gather in the graveyard, and they would start singing hymns, and the preacher would preach, and they would sing things like, when the roll is called up yonder. Right, you know, that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise, that whole thing. And so as I got older, um, and I'm guessing like eight or nine at the time, and, and I'm starting to really kind of put things together, I'm starting to wonder about this. And we come home from one of the morning services, and I remember I had kind of got the whole resurrection of the dead thing because her church was like, okay, you're not really dead, you're just dead until the whole return of Jesus thing and then you like come out of the grave so I I got that part of the story down but then I was starting to wonder about the living when all this happens and that's when my grandmother told me about God's gotcha moment of the rapture where apparently everybody just flies up with the dead people and you go and stand before God not going to get all the details right because one, I'm Jewish. Two, this is when I was nine years old. So some of the finer points of uh, Christian uh, end of time, end of days, I'm going to miss out on. So I apologize in advance again. Um, but the idea, though, of rising up to meet God scared the crap out of me as a nine-year-old because another fun thing that Uh, devout evangelical Christian grandmothers do is they give you a healthy dose of body shame and nudity is like oh my god you know you're showing too much skin it's more so with my female cousins but the guys get it too so you never be naked and definitely never be naked in front of somebody but now you've just told me this story that Gabriel is going to go on some kind of jazz bent he's going to blow a trumpet Sky's going to split open. Everybody's going to float up. Fear number one immediately kicks in. What happens if I'm in the tub? Right? So my naked nine-year-old ass is going to be floating up. Everybody from the farms all around ours is going to see me. Holy crap, this isn't working. Oh, wait, there's more because now we go to, you know, judgment day. We stand before God and get judged. I'd been to court, uh, to the courthouse with my grandmother, my very religious grandmother, when my uncles would do very non-religious things and have trouble with the law, 
and either have a court date or have to get bailed out. So I knew how judgment worked. Um, You sat around in the courthouse for a long time with a bunch of people who didn't want to be there. You go see the judge, and then whatever, whatever happens. So I'm putting these two together, and I'm thinking, okay, so I'm called up, I'm in the tub, I'm naked. Obviously, I'm going to be the only one who is taking a bath at this time. I fly up, I'm in heaven, or just outside there. Um, There's the judgment seat, and I'm the only one trying to cover up. As everybody else was like, dude, didn't didn't you get the note? So this was kind of traumatizing. And so it's like reinforcing the body shame. It's uh, like, oh crap, I can't take a bath anymore. So this could be a problem because being very religious, she was also, you know, cleanliness next to godliness. So you've got to be clean. So this was the year that I switched immediately from taking baths to taking showers. Faster, you know, you've got to get this, get this timeline down. Now, you know, the bath, you're sitting, you're soaking, you're washing, you know, you're stewing in your own filth for a while, and then you're clean. Shower, get in, get out, right? You position the towels, you put the clothes you're going to put on, everything's close by. So as soon as it happens, boom. So if you hear a trumpet, jump for the towel, grab the clothes, you're good. So this was my childhood. Um, Getting ready for school in the morning was down to a science where I would have my pajamas on because, God forbid, you're, go- you're not going to be naked in bed. You're going to sleep in pajamas. Um, you get up in the morning. You have your clothes laid out. Everything's set. Now, what you've done is you've got the shirt inside out, so you can just do one quick swoop and get that on. The underwear go in the pants, aligned correctly. So then the process starts. The pajama top comes off. Right, And as soon as you lose contact, shirt on. You're good. Grab the pants, pull them closer, lose the pajama bottoms, grab the pants with the underwear pre-positioned, boom, one swoop, you're in. This is down to a just boom every morning. This is it, the way it goes. The benefit for my, grandfa- my grandmother for traumatizing me for the rest of my life with this is that there was no problem getting me ready for school. Wake up, get dressed. Boom! Okay, this is a done deal. This carries on for you know a few years. I start thinking about it. I'm getting older. I read more. I study the Bible. I study mythology. I study end of times from different aspects. So you're getting a better understanding of what's going on. But there's still, what if? Right? What if this happens? Holy crap, I'd, I'd be the only one. I don't want to be the only one with God going, ha ha. You know, it's, it's like I've, in my head, I turn God into the host of like a hidden camera show. Like if he's like, you know, Alan Fund or he's, uh, what, Ashton Kutcher with, you know, his, yeah, he got you, your, you know, butts out. And so this really just gets deep because, you know, this was such a deep-seated thing. Um, now I'm older, you know, I, I finally, as an adult, I start dressing Almost normally, it's like, you know, I, I put the, the, the clothes out, so when I take off my pajamas, I can immediately grab the clothes if I hear, you know, any kind of trumpet sound, or, all right, go. You know, so it's all ready for me. But, you know, at least now I'm not doing the, the quick change artist. It's like a little bit, you know, I can grab them and dress on the way. Um, it, you know, obviously interferes with dating to some degree. Uh, 
the first time I, I spent the night uh, with a woman, it, uh, you know, I completely missed social cues, and it's like, hey, let's go up to bed. And it's like, okay, so I go up to bed, I take off my shoes, and I lay there like a robot, fully dressed, because, you know, that, that's what you do when you grow up in an evangelical Christian home and, and don't get a lot of the, the explainings. Thankfully, she was nice enough to give me, like, the, the core rules of, of this D&D adventure and, uh, you know, uh, increase your chances of rolling a 20 if, if you take more clothing off than just your shoes. Okay. Um, so that goes on, you know. Still, though, you know, I get married. I've got to still have pajamas on because... Don't know, middle of the night, this could happen. It could be. And another thing, this is good preparation. If there's a fire, hurricane, emergency, you're ready to go. You're not the guy that's on the evening news that they have to blur his ass out when the fire department pulls out of his house because you were ready. You've got the, you know, adventure mode on. But, you know, again, being married, this is problematic because there's certain things married people want to do. So what do you do? You undress, you take care of that, and you get redressed because just in case... You never know. Over time, you're an adult. You think about things a little bit more rationally. Okay, you know, I can grab a sheet on the way up. All right, so I can sleep without clothes. And so it's not as bad. So as you go through all of this, you get more comfortable with yourself. I've gone through a few relationships. I've gotten more comfortable with my body. Um... And it's just one of those things where it just takes time, right? And again, you read, you see a therapist for a few years, you, you, you're better at a few things. So now I can sleep nude, yay. Um, so as you guys, yeah! And I apologize also, I should have apologized in advance for the visual of an out of shape, late 40s white dude, you know, naked in his bed because that's horrifying. Um, but anyway, uh, after you know a while, now I'm single again. I get my own place. I've got the one-bedroom apartment, whatever. So now I'm comfortable enough. I come home. The hell with work clothes. You go in. First thing you do is you strip off the work clothes. If I'm not going back out in the evening, I might throw in sweats, whatever. If it's laundry day, though, screw it. Everything's going to get clean. I'll be buck-ass naked, all right? Just doing the laundry because you want to get everything. There's that one perfect moment when everything in your house is clean. And then you put something on because you're going to go out. So I'm doing this. The problem, though, is that in my one-bedroom apartment, I have a portable washer-dryer. And I don't know if people are familiar with this, but the washer is this clunky thing that has wheels, and you drag it out from its little resting place. You plug it in over the sink, and you connect pipes to the sink, and it does the water from the sink and washes and drains out the sink. So that's, you know, that's part of it. The other part, though, is the dryer doesn't vent outside like regular house dryers do. It has this little bucket of water, and it, like, vents into that, right? And, oh, that catches all the lint on a good day. That never happened. So you get a lot of lint in your house, which then goes into the AC, which then clogs up the filter. So you've got maintenance coming to your house a lot because, you know, the clogged filter, whatever. So it's laundry day. Buck naked, doing the laundry, wheeled out everything, the dryer's going, the washer's going, and that's why I didn't hear the knock at the door. And I didn't hear the door open when maintenance uh, came in. 
to change the filter that was clogged up from the dryer. And so I'm standing there in my kitchen doing laundry, <laughs> naked. I thought I heard something, so I turned to walk out of the kitchen. Did I leave the TV on? I don't know. And that's when I met Jesus in, uh, in the buff. Except he pronounces it Jesus. Uh, he, he works for my maintenance company. Um, there was that brief moment of eye contact. I'm pretty sure one of us should have been more embarrassed than, than what we were at the moment. And then he caught on to, oh, I, I should be upset. He makes a yelp, drops the uh, filter, and hightails it out of my house. So that was the day that I feel that, one, my grandmother's prediction came true, and I did get to uh, meet Jesus. And somewhere in, in the great universe, God finally laughed and said, Gotcha! If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit TellMeMoreLive.org. That's TellMeMoreLive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.